welcome to the Sophisticated Marketing Powerhouse, where you can streamline your marketing efforts and eliminate the energy leaks. I'm your host, Ataji Austin, a marketing strategist and NLP practitioner, helping you improve the quality of your business, blending together integrated marketing, philosophy, and business strategy so you can become a true powerhouse. Hey there, so in today's episode, we're going to talk about client qualifications, or essentially qualifying potential clients, or generating qualified leads, however you want to put it. We're definitely going to dive into it today, um, especially so you can move with conviction when you're on those sales calls, or you're talking to potential clients, or you know, you're marketing to potential clients, however you want to put it. Um, I essentially just want to help you guys. So there's going to be kind of three parts to this. It may be long, but I'm going to try to keep it short. So the first things first, when it comes to client qualifications, it's really a process of gathering relevant insight on potential customers, your groups of customers, your target market, etc., in order to determine if they're likely to purchase your product or service. And it helps your team concentrate on their time and efforts of customers that fit the characteristics of your ideal client. And I say this because a lot of people really miss the mark when it comes to qualifying their clients. And this is why a lot of people get frustrated with their business or their client that they thought they initially had. It doesn't turn out to meet their expectations or is a client that's very difficult to work with. Things like that. Like This can go on and on. And it's draining. It's really draining. And sometimes when you're dealing with clients that aren't qualified to even be given the service that you're providing, it leads to burnout, but it also leads to resentment of your business. And essentially it sucks the life out of your business. Like, you know, imagine having a purpose, having a passion, working with people, trying to serve them in the highest capacity, and they're just not somebody you should be working with. That is very energy consuming, time consuming, and it's a waste of resources and it leads to frustration, period. So you really want to have a process, have a process of gathering information and insights. This can look like, you know, a website form, a survey, a lead magnet. It can look like, you know, looking at the data from people who subscribe, people who unsubscribe, things like that. You can gather all these data points um, to create a really relevant process that helps you gather more information. Because remember, essentially, a lot of things are gathering information. When you look at things from that way, you're able to move with more clarity. Like I used to, um, I'm going to go on a little story here. I used to have discovery calls, um, for my programs. Now I talk between discovery calls and application forms. But the reason why is because when I was dealing solely with, um, discovery calls, a lot of people would come to me because, oh, I need clarity and, oh, I need, you know, consistency. I need to know what to do. And it was like, instead of me being positioned as like a guide to guide them to get a specific result. They were just looking for me to kind of give them clarity, give them answers. And the one thing I would always tell people is you literally have an unlimited source of resources that can provide you with information to give you clarity. You do not need to go to somebody for clarity on your business. You go to someone for help with your business. You go to somebody for help getting you from point A to point B. But most of the time, if you are a high-level executive, if you are moving with conviction, you will not need somebody to tell you what point A and point B is. A lot of people 
like um I'm like so passionate I can't even like properly speak right now because a lot of people tend to oh I want you to tell me to get point A to point B or what to do you as a high level CEO you need to know which point you want to get to your vision your goals your way of succeeding does not look like the next person and that's why you're a CEO if you didn't want to be that then you need to be you know a CMO COO or somebody else so somebody else can give you the vision and then you just figure out the execution points but in general you have to know what point a and point b is and you need somebody to help you get there that is the whole point of any of this and so when it comes to really having a process of gathering information you're you have tools to do that and so um for me it's discovery calls and application forms because it helps me figure out, okay, what are the clients that I closed the sale with? What are the ones that didn't close? What are the ones that closed months, months later um, due to whatever their reason was and knowing where they're at on your timeline? Because essentially this helps you build a customer journey. Not only that, but some people aren't a fit. Not everybody that comes through your pipeline is a fit. And a lot of people, when they're new in business especially, we tend to take on everybody and, oh, I need to sell and, oh, I'm going to try to like convince them, things like that. And so when you have a criteria, you're able to say yes and no to people right off the jump. Like for me, I have such a high level program that I don't need to be wasting time. I don't. I don't even have the time to waste. So for me, being that I use an application process for like my low level stuff, I'll use a sales call because it's quick, easy, and I know how to like, you know, decipher and use my discernment quick enough for that but when it comes to high level programs or like 12 month long programs that have different milestones and you have different moving pieces in them you need a criteria to qualify clients because what you don't want to do is have somebody midway through your program and they're just like a hell to deal with you don't want that trust me i'm pretty sure we all been there done that so you really need to identify and prioritize the most important criteria for your business when it comes to qualifying potential clients, such as their income, because maybe you want to uh, decrease the rate, uh, the turnover rate, or you know maybe it's um, their expertise, their job. So you need to identify the criteria that positions them to be a good fit for the service and the experience you're providing because it's a two-way street you can't provide somebody a high level experience if they're not giving you the high level attention the high level focus the high level work that is required period so you have to have a criteria for identifying and qualifying potential clients especially because in the end it's going to save you time resources and energy in the long run Um, not only that because when it comes to qualifying clients, it's not just through application forms, booking sales calls, or people that come to you, but also when you're doing conferences or you're at workshops and things like that, you can kind of guide the conversation in a better direction. And so I give you an example. Um, I met somebody at Barnes and Nobles one day, and I literally was in there just looking for books, trying to figure things out. Cause you guys know I'm like a bookworm, uh, connoisseur whatever you want to call it but I love books at the end of the day and so she ended up commenting on my purse and we ended up having a conversation and so if the conversation would have been differently or she wouldn't have fit a certain criteria of people I'm trying to have in my life I definitely wouldn't have had a coffee with her I would have been like no I'm good 
and not in a mean way and not in that way, like I'm saying it now, but I for sure wouldn't have made the time or the energy to further and nurture that connection that we had based off of one interaction in a Barnes and Noble store. And this is just to give you an example of how you can apply that same concept to your business. There are different clients. Sometimes there have been um, times in my life where I was a client and then I became a person working for that company. And so it's important to really make sure you have a criteria for identifying your clients and that you know it through and through so that you're not only able to train other people, but also so that you have it in the back of your mind when you're interacting with other people. You need to really figure out what the method what method you're going to use to really qualify these clients, such as discovery calls, surveys, uh, lead magnets, webinars, whatever you're going to do, whatever method you're going to use to gather data on people that work for your product and fit for your service versus those that don't is going to help you in the long run. Um, not only that, but you need to have an ideal client profile. At the end of the day, you need a detailed description of the type of client who is best or the best fit to not only guide your marketing efforts, but also your sales and outreach efforts. So let's say, you know, somebody has the same business and maybe they're selling copywriting services. Let's go for that. There are two different types of clients these people could uh, target. One could be targeting the high level clients who go to bookstores, who read books, who want to learn, who want to, you know, be better as a person. And the other may be targeting people who are like, I just want you to do it all for me. I want a done for you service. These are two different clients on two different tracks, on two different trajectories to reaching the same goal. And so you have to guide your marketing and your outreach efforts to those individual clients, whichever you choose at the end of the day. But as this example, it's like they're going to have two completely different paths towards reaching the same objective. And the same is for you. Let's say you are running the same coaching or marketing business as somebody else. You guys will have two completely different ways of operating. You guys may have two completely different marketing philosophies, or you guys may have two completely different differentiating factors of why a potential client would choose you versus them or them versus you, you know? And so that's a starting point for really qualifying clients and making sure people are a good fit for your business is to have a profile, a full-on detailed description of the type of client who's best for you, different criteria that make them a match so that when people go through your pipeline, you're able to clearly identify this is a yes, this is a no, this is a maybe, you know? And that will also help you ask the right questions. When you share specific questions, this helps you further the connection and qualify clients way more effectively. Especially if, you know, let's say they didn't fully fill out your survey, fully fill out your form, or you didn't get enough data. Because at the end of the day, technology only has so much um, capacity to give us information versus face-to-face, people-to-people, things like that. Um, And I say this because the rise of AI, we all know it's a great thing, all of that. But there is still a need for um, face-to-face and gathering data and having a human interaction when it comes to doing things. But when you're asking the right questions, it really helps you build rapport with clients. It helps you be conversational and ask those nitty gritty important questions that you may not be able to get full thought out answers just from a questionnaire or a survey or an email sequence, you know? You're able to get a better picture of who the people that are coming in your pipeline are, what their life is like, things like that. So you can then suit or match your offer suite to suit their needs. 
Um, you have to know which client you're going to target because the one that's busy, they're not about to be having time to do a bunch of homework, a bunch of done with you calls, all of that stuff. They may be good for a VIP day or a weekly 30 minute coaching session or a short term program, whatever that case may be, because their schedule is too busy to impact it to maintain the budget, the timeline and the goals that they have versus the person who has a whole bunch of time because they're only working four hours a day and they have their schedule and their businesses operating in that manner. So they have more wiggle room for you to give them a bunch of homework, a bunch of deliverables, a bunch of coaching calls and high touch care, things like that. The two completely different processes of working with these clients. So you have to make sure you're asking the right questions when you're talking to people on discovery calls or you're talking to them via email, things like that. Um, and so that is two ways to really start establishing that client criteria or qualifying potential prospects. Another reason why this is important is because you're able to evaluate and identify potential red flags, um, especially because this will help you early on understand whether somebody's a good fit for your business or whether they're not. And this can look like, you know, clients who set unrealistic expectations or have poor communication skills or they want you to work for them rather than give them a strategy and things like that. And that's something I've experienced. I have a lot of good skills. And so a lot of times people would want to pay me to work for them and do different things for them versus paying and enrolling in my program or paying and enrolling them and letting me guide their team through something. Like there was a phase in time in my life where I was stuck in that because I didn't know how to really identify potential red flags of who I wanted to work with and who I didn't. And it wasn't until I really started trusting myself, moving with conviction, believing in my assets, my values, things like that, that I was able to turn down people who I didn't want to work with or be such a doer labor versus them enrolling in my program and going through my well-defined systems, frameworks, things like that, um, which also goes into kind of who you want to be as a person, the life you want to live, things like that. Because some people may want to just be busy and have their calendar booked up and be on sales calls 24-7. And there are other people who want a four-hour day. So you have to really be good at evaluating the people that are right for you and the people that aren't. Um, this will also help you overcome challenges when it comes to identifying them. Because everybody has challenges. Everybody has different things behind the scenes, in front of the scenes, whatever you want to call it. Um that they are dealing with, but you have to know and set boundaries of what are the things you're willing to deal with and what are not. And so this also leads into closing deals because sometimes there's going to be pressure when it comes to trying to speed up the qualification process or, you know, closing a deal within a deadline because maybe it's your launch and you have an open and closed cart, things like that, but you cannot let that overlook red flags. And so you have to be able to overcome different challenges when it comes to qualifying leads? Is it going to be worth your time, your energy, your resources? Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it is not worth it. And so you have to be able to identify that. Um, and you need to be able to identify communication challenges. There are different things that can arise that becomes a communication challenge. So like if my audio wasn't good enough or, you know, I was stumbling over my words and making too many um, mess ups with the message I'm communicating you're going to receive it in a very different way than it's intended to be received. Um, and then, you know, the last thing is really navigating difficult conversations. You have to know how to navigate those and handle them properly. 
because sometimes they do arise in the qualification process. Sometimes you have to negotiate price or decline to work with a potential client. And you have to be able to do that without sacrificing your brand, your reputation, um, who you are at the core, no matter if somebody gets you, you know, all riled up or whether they're so difficult to work with and they're just asking you things outside of your scope of work or whether they're diminishing your value. You have to be able to handle those things and know exactly what you're going to do when certain things happen. And, you know, I'm going to talk about the principle of charity for a minute. Um, It's something I learned recently, but it definitely helps when it comes to navigating difficult conversation because a lot of times people think communicating is hard and it's not. It's just that people may not listen or people feel like other people are wrong and you have to take the ego out of it. Sometimes there is no right or wrong. Sometimes it's just, okay, we disagree. And now we need to communicate in a way that's not picking a fight or assuming different things. And so you really have to understand and maintain your positioning within your business and the experience you're providing, even when there's difficult situations, no matter how emotionally triggering they may be, you have to do that. And so the principle of charity is really a way to overcome the tendency to disagree in a disagreeable way. So again, you know, instead of picking a fight, assume people have reasons for what they do or, you know, looking on the good side of things or still maintaining your posture and being poised or communicating in the same manner that you would communicate to somebody who is the best client you ever had and you close the deal with, you still have to communicate with clients who are the worst type of clients that you think and you know you may have. Um, you still need to be able to communicate with them in that matter. So remember, everything kind of goes back to positioning. So whoever you're communicating with, whoever your target is, or you know your intended audience, whatever that may be, you need to express their positioning and understand their point of view. So understand their point of view, find a common ground, list points of agreement. You know, like you have to understand somebody else's perspective before you start yapping at the mouth, essentially. Um, And the level of understanding takes time. It takes energy. And I I think a lot of people don't realize how limited that is. Like, I think all of us, when we start this journey, we want more time and more energy. And when it comes to dealing with potential clients and establishing that client fit, it takes a lot of your time and your energy. And so when you have a level of understanding, you're able to decrease the amount of time and energy you're putting out there to clients that aren't a good fit. And so even if you don't have the capacity for, you know, extended conversations or deep research into what they're saying or, you know, things like that, you still need to be able to understand the motivations behind things other people say. And so the principle of charity is just a useful rule um, or rule of thumb that makes it easier to have those productive conversations or navigate those different challenges. Um, But to recap and end this episode, um, when it comes to finding your ideal client, targeting your ideal client in your marketing messages or establishing a client qualification process, you really need to have a criteria have a criteria for yourself, for your sales team that allows you to know what key elements and what can help you identify when somebody is a good fit for your client and when somebody is not. Um, you also need to 
discuss the impact of working with the wrong clients to your team um, so that they understand that as well. And then lastly, asking the right questions and evaluating potential red flags when they're giving answers. And so building rapport with the client, understanding who they are to the fullest and whether they align with your business, your beliefs, and so on. And then really navigating difficult conversations and communication challenges in the most effective way for the highest good of your business. And that's what I'm going to leave you guys with. So I will see you next time. Thank you so much for tuning into the Sophisticated Marketing Powerhouse, brought to you every Wednesday and Friday at 5.30 a.m. PST. Dive into the show notes at www.ataji.com slash podcast and connect with me via LinkedIn, Instagram, or Twitter. Be sure to leave a five-star review and subscribe to Spread Abundance. Till next time.